Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Well, hello. It's time for Days and Infused again, and I'm privileged to have Rachel Burkons with us tonight, co-owner of Altered Plates. Um, and I had the privilege of meeting Rachel down at a mixer I had for Shuggies at the Roosevelt Hotel about two months ago now. And she came with her brother, partner, and uh, Holden Jagger. And it was a great evening, and everyone had a good time. It was one of those rare kind of evenings in LA when it was just perfect weather and uh, we were smoking weed by the pool and it was fantastic. <laughs> Welcome, Rachel. That, thank you, Latham. That all sounds actually perfectly accurate. Um, thank you for having me that evening at the beautiful poolside um, haunted Marilyn Monroe uh, Holly yeah. Roosevelt, you know, that was her, their, her literal haunt. Her uh, haunt, so that yes. Was, yes, literally. Uh, that was a, a beautiful evening, and it's nice to be here with you today. Well, thank you for coming. So, as always with our podcast here at Days and Infuse, I'd like to start out with the main question. What's your relationship to cannabis? How did you get where we are here today? Well, I guess uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of layers to peel back there. Um, I guess beginning with my initial um, introduction to cannabis, um, as you mentioned, my, my brother is my business partner. His name is Chef Holden Jagger. And perhaps unsurprisingly, my baby brother introduced me to <laughs> cannabis uh, way back in the day. So uh, I guess you can say it has really quite always been a family business. Um, he, he kind of got into the, the realm of cannabis and dabbling with that a lot earlier than I did and uh, definitely was the, the one smoking pot at the parties in high school. Um, so I, I, that's where that came up originally in my life. And um, I guess unsurprisingly from there, my brother has continued to become a regular consumer of cannabis. Three years, it was a goal originally, but I only made it okay. through one. Um, I don't think there's any correlation between the cannabis consumption there, but I did start consuming cannabis then. And um, that is where the love began really. And it became a really big piece of my creative um, life. And at the time after that, I started working in the wine and spirits world and was working for a magazine company. Um, that began, I'd had two publications, the Tasting Panel and the Psalm Journal, our uh, wine and spirits industry publications. And we launched a third called The Clever Root that was intended to bring cannabis into that conversation. So right. as, as I was launching The Clever Root, um, cannabis sort of resurfaced as a, as a business opportunity. And um, again, I turned to my brother, my always comrade um, in arms, who at that time was working in some very fine um, high dining restaurants here in Los Angeles. And we said, let's, let's do this. Let's give this a try. Um, and our company Altered Plates was born. And since then, um, we have been working really hard to normalize and educate cannabis through all sorts of culinary applications, including private dinners and partnering with great brands to develop um, content that is designed to reach people in a really a clean way and an easy way that they can understand because 
what we've learned is that food is an amazing universal touchstone for everybody. Um, and so it really is the, the greatest way to destigmatize against cannabis. So that's our right. mission and that's my personal relationship with cannabis to this day. All right. Well, you said two very important things in your backstory there. That was a gallon baggie of shake. <laughs> two, two good things that go together. That's a great start yeah. to your cannabis career. It couldn't have gone better for you, I believe. <laughs> well, we do it have something. Out, yeah. yeah, we do have something in common where I, I'm an English major as well. And I noticed that in your bio, you're an English major from Michigan, right? Uh, yes, go Blue. Yes, University. Yes, yes, that's right. Go Blue. <laughs> now, hopefully some of our new legal cannabis uh, people in Michigan are listening to this and... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a new day. Every day, new markets open up, and it's really, really exciting. I have Absolutely. to say, I was actually just having a conversation with a fellow culinary cannabis um, industry person about how I thought Ann Arbor would be an amazing place to have consumption lounges. Um, oh, and yeah. I, I'm hoping that um, the the regulatory bodies that be there begin to expand their horizons because I know Michigan's doing a great job. Well, you know, all they need to see is the dollar signs. Once the tax rolls in, they're going to be <laughs> right. on board for sure. That's right. That's right. Uh, the, um, I'd also noticed that you were the keynote speaker both in 2019 and 2020 at the Cannabis Drinks Expo. And um, I, I'm intrigued by that. One of our, um, one of our uh, people in my company went and said it was a great event. Um, I just find it very interesting that the drinks um, people have really started to go into this market full on. And I, I don't know much about it. Why don't you let us know what's happening Absolutely. in that world? Absolutely. The cannabis drinks category is booming. Um, there is so much market potential right now. There's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of getting to a slow start in terms of the variety of products that are available um, because there are a lot of, different kind of problems from a really logistical distribution perspective when you're talking about delivering something that comes in a can and needs to be refrigerated to a dispensary that's used to receiving a bunch of light pre-rolls that they can kind of just store in a box. Let me ask yeah, you a quick ahead. question on that because, you know, I've often, because I, I deal with a co-packer with our product, obviously, and initially we were going to do a bottled drink and boy, the pushback we got from the dispensaries on yeah. bottled products was a I couldn't believe it, number one. That, that, I guess Absolutely. that's why you see everything in cans, right? So I think that in general, this is a category that is ripe for the plucking um, and that the consumer is going to love it once they have access to more variety of cannabis beverage products. Um, you know, in addition to the de-alcoholized wines and beers, there are some other products that are more in the line of a sparkling seltzer, which is very trendy right now. Oh, very um, trendy, very trendy. Yes, <laughs> it's a very trendy thing across all categories, including, definitely including THC. So, um, you know, I think it's a really important category to look at, and I think it's going to really also make, make it a more approachable um, exploration for guests. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I, I've walked around parties that are just casual backyard barbecues and I don't want to drink and I just want to have one of the Lagunitas Hi-Fi Hop, which is a hop yeah. infused sparkling water um, yes. that the Lagunitas company is producing. And I, it's actually my favorite cannabis beverage. Um, but, you know, I was I was walking around drinking one of those and everyone was like, what is that? And yeah, it started I, I've seen that too. a lot of I've conversations. 
Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't I. drink. I don't drink very much anymore. Um, I'm kind of a rosé wine guy at this point, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, cannatails are my groove, and um, we've been doing internal testing of a lot of different recipes. And when when we go to a party now and we serve a cannatail, we call them cannatails. Uh, people love them, and they're surprised at the effect on low dosage cannatails. You know, they're just really totally. like, wow this is really good. It's kind of like two glasses of wine. Well, totally. we're going we're gonna, to um, go to a break here pretty soon. But when we get back, I want to talk to you about something I saw an interview that you did on YouTube and it was about diversity. And I'd like to b- talk to you about diversity and equity and how cannabis can lead the way toward a new future for a lot of disparate groups here in this country. So we'll be right back after this message. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I said palm trees make California. Yo, yo, yo. This your boy, TJ. Shrimp James. You listen to Dr. Bina on Cannabis Confidential. L.A., what up? People were so excited to see you supporting our industry, and it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to, so that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think who look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back with Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host, and we are privileged to have Rachel Burkons here with us tonight, co-owner of Altered Plates. And when we went to the break, we were going to, uh, we're going to talk about diversity and equity and cannabis. And in many communities in the United States, Oakland, which is kind of my local um, big community here where I did business for over 27 years, they have an equity um, provision within their ownership guidelines for cannabis dispensaries. And it in, 
entitles um, people of diverse backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, to participate in a business, even if they've had a serious felony conviction for, for cannabis. And I can tell you, I saw it myself. People, African-Americans particularly, were way more prosecuted for stupid cannabis offenses than anyone else I ever saw. And it was ridiculous. And frankly, it was a crime. And I'm glad we're coming and turning the corner and making this wrong right. Rachel, what's your feelings on it? I saw your your great talk about uh, diversity, and I, I really dug what you're saying. Do you have some good feelings on this? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, it's really important to remember, first of all, in, in every day that there are thousands of, of people, again, mostly, um, you know, people affected from communities of color who are sitting in jail at, to this day for yeah the exact same thing that you and I are doing essentially. It's it's awful and it's heartbreaking and it has been a a generational, um, you know, epidemic that has really impacted these communities. So I think it is an essential thing to continue to be built into the licensing opportunities and the regulatory sort of bodies that are addressing all of these things. And, you know, we just got to really continue to push forward the message that we need to get everybody out of prison who is in prison for possessing small amounts of this plant. Um, it's just unconscionable. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we all have to remember that every day when we wake up. I do have to give a shout out to someone I don't normally give a shout out here to, and that's Kanye West and um, Kim Kardashian, because I, I really am stunned by the amount of people they've gotten let out of prison yeah. for minor, minor <laughs> offenses and their efforts are phenomenal. And so if you're listening, which I doubt Kanye, you, um, <laughs> congrats, you guys you are doing a great job. For good. Yeah. Using, using your platform for good is, is essential. And a lot of, a lot of the big cannabis brands today do have a platform that they can utilize for good. And that is a, is a trickle down theory that, you know, impacts their hiring decisions. And, I think um, as as a woman and as a queer woman, um, seeing myself reflected so much in the cannabis industry has been really refreshing. Um, it brings from us the all together, doesn't it? It brings us yeah, all together. It, it's, it's a really interesting, different group of people. Coming from the wine and spirits world felt so um, sort of I used to just call it dudes in suits because that's just how it felt. It was just a a room full of dudes in suits. And if you attend a cannabis industry event or a cannabis networking event, it's filled with people who are looking to collaborate with each other, people who want to help each other. Um, Yeah, you know, there's always a bottom dollar, bottom line that needs to be met there. Um, But there is a great sense of community that I really appreciate. And Uh, I may be biased, but I think that that's really, you know, driven by a lot of the amazing women in this industry, because that's my experience, at least. That's good. And, you know, the reality is this and using a tech term, you know, I'm going to use the term white space. This is a white space opportunity. And that's it doesn't mean anything about ethnicity. It just means that there's nothing on the on the whiteboard yet. Right. Nothing has been written. So now we, the people in the emergent cannabis industry, can write on that whiteboard what we want to have happen. Whether that's women, whether that's queer, whether you're gay, straight, lesbian, whatever. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters what you do and how you do it and how you portray the business and how you portray cannabis to the rest of the world. And that means mainstreaming. And that's one of our big things at Shuggies and Sense Distribution 
is mainstreaming, taking cannabis to the people because it has been stigmatized, it has been criminalized, and it has been demonized for far too long. Totally. I'm, I'm with you 100% Latham. So um, moving on to, you know, a, 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 a in more interesting or not more interesting, but a different subject. I looked at your Instagram. You have a great Instagram. I mean, oh, honestly, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's like curated. I mean, it is just every picture is dynamic. And uh, so props to you. Do you do it yourself or? I, I do. I, I spend quite a bit of time um, and energy working on it. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, do, I do love um, creating, you know, visually dynamic, um, normalizing pretty photos that are, you know, putting cannabis alongside food and beverage. And I think that's a, a really great way to normalize and reach new audiences. Yeah, what I would say, my my take on it, it's fun. It, it's a like a lot of Instagrams are not fun, and this is if you're an Instagram person, <laughs> it's Instagram.com smoke sip saver, and that's uh, right. That's it, it's a really cool Instagram, and it's worth a look. So if all you Instagrammers, all you grammars out there, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you um, the next question I want to ask you, and it's I, I love talking to people in the edible field. Where, what do you think about the, the CBD thing? I mean, I'm very pro CBD, but I'm pro cannabis CBD. I'm, totally. I still have so much problem in my head with the hemp derived CBD and the origins of a lot of it that are in the market now. And totally, yeah. What's your take on this? I, I think, um, you know, there are a lot of things to kind of unpack there. The first thing, yes, absolutely. Um, the quality of CBD and the quality of the product varies immensely. I mean, yeah. you can buy CBD at a gas station. Let me tell you, you're going to get what you pay for, <laughs> you know, and Arco. Frankly, CBD by Arco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just while you're filling up, just do a little microdose. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, it, it, that, that doesn't compute to me. And that to me feels very um, sort of gimmicky and jumping on the bandwagon. I don't know if you saw that there's now a line of CBD um, athletic wear. Which yes, I, I that was insane. I saw that and I, yeah, I just like I, almost I, threw up in my hands. And, and the pillow, did you see the CBD Brookstone pillow? I mean, no, I no. You, I just, just, you just ruined my day telling me that. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but you know what? By the time this call is over, there's going to be another crappy product out there trying to shill some crappy CBD <laughs> in yeah. a way that doesn't work. I mean, it's very, this is a very hot topic, so it's no surprise that everyone is trying to cash in. Um, but that said, it really is um, doing the consumer a disservice because the consumer is then thinking, well, okay, this thing didn't really work for me, but they're not getting the actual benefits of the actual plant if they're buying a product at a gas station or trying to think that for some reason right. CBD athletic wear is their solution in life. They're not getting, <laughs> they're not getting a full spectrum effect. You know, they're getting some, just who knows what they're getting. That's the problem I have. I mean, it's just. Totally. There were some, I saw some um, studies that came out that tested some CBD waters that found out that it literally contains zero CBD. So the, because there's no oversight on it really, there are a lot of bad actors who are kind of capitalizing on that gray space. Um, and I think in general, CBD in food, 
food and beverage, again, goes back to cannabis and food and beverage. It's a great way to reach new people and teach them and normalize and meet them where they already are. Um, but that said, you know, as an industry, I do think we need to sort of step back and ask ourselves, okay, well, if we're telling people that CBD is medicine, should we be adding it? to our food and beverage. Um, you know, yeah, that, I've, I've that statement of- right there though, I want to talk to you about that briefly is that the, sure. is it medicine and I, the representation of a lot of things, like I'm fond of saying, I don't know about the efficacy of, of cannabis for medical reasons. I, I know the studies and, and it's all great, but to me, what cannabis does, it gives you relief in terms of how you're thinking about other issues in your life. And it gives you that mental space that you need, you know, to get away from problems that may be plaguing you. And that sometimes is just enough to make you feel better. You know what I mean? Totally. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, how much of it is placebo effect? How much of it is, uh, you know, everyone's individuated endocannabinoid system? How much of it is the entourage effect? How much of it has to do with terpenes and the other hundred cannabinoids, you know, um, there are so many other facets of this that have yet to be fully researched even. So um, I like your you comment know, about terpenes, by the way, because some people are so smell sensitive and taste sensitive that it's, it doesn't even matter if it has THC, if they get some, some sort of effect from a smell or a taste and that's mm-hmm. the groove they're into. I think that's kind of your world too. It's about getting tastes and smells. Absolutely. And yes. I mean, that's, them and bringing them in. that's why talking about terpenes in the culinary cannabis sense is, you know, the, the starting block of our conversation because terpenes are in everything. They are in every dish that a restaurant is putting out. Every bartender is working with terpenes, whether yeah. or not they know it. Um, and, you know, even this whole um, kind of essential oil fad is really aromatherapy, which is essentially the effect you're getting from terpenes. If you're talking about linalool, you're talking about lavender, you're talking about something that's going to be sedating, you're talking about something that's going to relax you, and cannabis varieties that are high in linalool are going to have those same effects you expect from lavender. Right, and all the guys um, doing the, um, the smoke boxes, you know? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the bartenders using smoke, but that's basically terpene infusion, basically. Yeah, giving, absolutely. Giving people and, a kind of a profile. Yes. And, and terpenes are, you know, they're everywhere. Um, and, and that's kind of one of the coolest things about terpenes is that, um, again, they, they kind of go to that touchstone and it's, it is really interesting to me that aside from maybe like winemakers and perfume makers, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of, not a lot of people outside of cannabis necessarily talk about terpenes you know flavor scientists sure but like chefs don't even know what terpenes are and they are truly literally using them every day um, four, so four years ago the to- four years ago the the popular popular um term terpene that we use today no one knew that term four years ago unless you were right. a, a, a scientist basically right exactly exactly and and now it's you know go ahead and click on the, the terp sauce hashtag on Instagram. <laughs> There's thousands. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, where do you think in terms of food we're going? Where, where, what direction do you think? More still in the sweets area or do you think we're looking at just a broad spectrum of new kind of savory treats too? 
Well, I mean, in terms of the edible uh, product marketplace specifically, um, I think we're going to continue to see um, some sweets out there, but I definitely would love to see some more savory products um, rolling down the pipeline. I think, um, you know, the, the um, testing requirements and the packaging requirements and the shelf stability requirements that yeah. affect a lot of edibles products really limit the um, variety of um, sort of food categories that we can play with. And again, going even back to the distribution, um, you know, do, do distributors have freezer trucks or, um, you know, uh, refrigerator yeah, I can, trucks? I can answer that. They don't. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And no, the dispensary doesn't have a walk-in either, you no. know? So like um, in terms of the product marketplace, I absolutely would love to continue to see that grow and develop and offer consumers a wider range of products. Um, mm -hmm. But I think in like the sort of general cannabis and food space, you know, whether that's a private dinner, whether it's a consumption lounge, whether it's somebody just at home who wants to do something, um, yeah. I think we're going to continue definitely to see a trend in the infusion space where people start and continue to learn how to make their own infusions at home. There are a ton of products out there now that are really, right. really good for home infusions and make dosing easy because that's, of course, everyone's number one concern all the time when talking right. about infusion is, oh, my God, did I take too much? Or, oh, my God, did I give somebody too much? You know, so you don't want to oh. be that guy. Okay, well, let's, <laughs> let's hold some of your comments here. We're going to go to another break really quickly, and we're going to come back and uh, finish up our thoughts on food and where we're going. And then we're going to talk about what's missing from the cannabis world and perhaps a funny story from Rachel. So we'll be right back. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah. 
how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back at Dazed and Infused. This is Latham Woodward, your host today with Rachel Burkons. Rachel, um, when we left, we were talking about food and what's missing or new things coming up in the food world. What do you think is missing from the cannabis world right now? It, it, there's so many pieces of this pie that you discover something new every day. Is it charcuterie? Is it uh, meats? Is it, what do you think it is? Yeah, you know, I think it's really going to be um, a kind of combination of all of these various categories. Um, right, right now, all of the major edible categories, I think are exploring this as far as they can. Um, there are some brands that are coming out with some amazing high quality products in like apple cider vinegar by Potley, I think is a fantastic Super mm. cool concept. I know they've got another couple of interesting products that are coming down the pipeline. Um, but really, when it comes to food and hospitality and cannabis, what's missing is that sort of true hospitality experience. I know West Hollywood is moving forward on some of this, and um, there's definitely going to be more coming down the pipeline there. But I think that once the consumer or the guest is able to walk into a restaurant and sit and have an experience that feels just like they have at any restaurant in any part of the world um, and have cannabis be incorporated into that in a seamless and an educational way. Um, mm -hmm. Once the consumer has that, I think it's going to really blow open the entire category because right, right now if a guest walks into a dispensary and they want to ask some questions, they've got maybe five minutes maximum with a bud tender. But yeah. if a guest goes into a restaurant and they sit and they have questions and they have somebody who can answer those questions and tell them the story about the products that they're consuming um, and treat it just like you would have a wine service with a sommelier, that's when people and the consumers broadly are going to be more educated and continue to grow and evolve. Well, let's just keep it like on the professional level too with professional sommeliers and not like Portlandia where, you know, they yeah. identify the chicken <laughs> named Pete or whatever it was. Yes, right? yes, yes. Very classy and, and, yeah. and educated. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really what it all comes down to is education and getting it to the consumer in a way that they um, can understand. And, um, you know, yeah. we've seen that model exactly with wine and we've seen that model exactly with spirits. So now we just need to be able to have a regulatory way to approach that and create that space for our guests. Well, I'm going to be down in Los Angeles on, um, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. I'd love to get together with you. And yes, I, I've got a project coming up I think you'll really like. I don't want to put it on the air yet, Ooh, but it's something okay. very interesting and right up your alley. So oh, that's we that. might go, go there, <laughs> go deep on that one. All um, right, a little teaser. I love it. <laughs> so let's, I like to end the show always with um, our guests and a funny cannabis story. And it could be something about, you know, throwing your pot plants out your window when you're a teen or something like that. Do you have anything that comes to mind quickly? 
Yeah, you know, I, I have to say I'm probably not the funny cannabis lady myself, but I have Aww. so many about my brother that I'm always willing to throw under the bus because throw throw Holden under the bus, throw yes, him down. He was my past cannabis, so I'm gonna throw him under the bus. Uh, I will never forget, as I may have mentioned, that he uh, was the one bringing pot to all the parties when we were in high school. Right. Uh, I was. He had some friends over, and I was looking for him and. I couldn't find him anywhere. And he and his friends, it turned out, were hiding in the hot tub, empty. The hot tub was empty, but they had pulled the lid over and they were using it to hot box. And the only <laughs> way I found them was because all of a sudden I heard, I smoked two joints in the morning. <laughs> I smoked two joints at night. And these fools were sitting under there singing <laughs> about smoking joints. Did you knock on the it. top and they give you the cheech and chunk? You keep on knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> I just ripped it open and was like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> All right. Well, listen, like on, on, <laughs> on that high note, um, do you have any shout outs you'd like to do about any project you're involved in currently? Because we're going to wrap it up here. And um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think uh, in general, I just would love people to check out an organization that I'm a part of called Crop to Kitchen Community. It is a nonprofit advocacy group that is designed to spread the word about the culinary cannabis movement. And um, we're really looking to work with brands and bring culinary cannabis professionals into the fold. So if you're interested in learning more about Crop to Kitchen Community, we're still building our website. So please just find me, reach out to me on Instagram or reach out to Crop to Kitchen on Instagram um, and we'll give you all of the information. But we're really working to push forward regulations that make sense to expand the edibles marketplace, to create more on-site consumption lounge opportunities and to basically create more of a professional culinary cannabis business path well job bless your efforts there i love that <laughs> well thank fantastic. you thank you so um we're going to wrap it up here on days and infuse this has been a great episode with rachel burkons and um i have to say rachel in parting that the term your brother invented for himself of gangier gangier ah Yes, Gangier. Très magnifique. It's a really good one. I'm going to call him that next time I see him. Yes, well, please do. So we're going to wrap it up tonight here on Days and Infused. And welcome back anytime. It's always nice to see you. If you have any question about this show or Sense Distribution or Shuggies, write us at info at shuggies.com. That's info at shuggies.com. Or you can find Shuggies at www.shuggies.com. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.